Good evening to those who are in social media land. This is Grace and Faith Fellowship. We're coming to you with our Saturday night message. We thank you for those who listen, and uh, we pray that you would invite people to listen or either share this message with them, with them, if it's been a blessing to you. And we also invite you on Thursday nights. We have our Wednesday, I mean, Thursday night Bible study, which we also stream in live. And so you can um, also stream that on your device and also hear the word of God, the things, different topics we talk about. But we want to continue on this journey about, we've been talking about, been talking for several weeks about I surrender all, surrendering all to Jesus and what it takes, the things we need to surrender you know, when we say we when we say we surrender all, we're saying, Lord, I'm gonna say what you want me to say, do what you want me to do, go where you want me to go, give what you want me to give, all those things. But we also been coming from a different uh, aspect of we've been talking about I surrender all, and we talked about surrendering distractions, surrendering control. You know, we surrender fear so that we can make room for the things that God wants in our life. And so this is what we've been talking about lately. So tonight um, we're going to talk about uh, surrendering selfishness to make room for giving. Surrendering selfishness to make room for giving. So now we know we're talking about self and all of us we know at some point we are selfish we're born that way okay all of us are born selfish we think about ourselves you know when we was a little kid or even when you see babies nowadays they when it comes to toys or possessions they always say mine the first one the first word they learn is mine it's mine it's mine so therefore we're born with that. And so we have to learn how to not be selfish. Okay, selfish. So we were surrendering self, but we're going to make room for a giving spirit. Okay, so we want to be able to give. So I want to start off by reading this scripture. We're talking about John. We're going to read John chapter 4, verse 34. And Jesus says, my food, said Jesus, is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. I want to read it from a, a different translation, New Living Translation. And I like the way it says, then Jesus explained, my nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. He says, my nourishment Okay, nourishment, or when you talk about nourishment, talking about being satisfied. So Jesus got was satisfied, what he says, and doing the will of him that sent him, doing the will of the Father. Okay, so this is where his satisfaction, this is where his nourishment, he says, came from. So, and there's nothing, there's nothing that compared to the, the sense of satisfaction that comes from knowing who you are, knowing you are right where God wants you to be, 
and doing what he wants you to do. There's no more satisfaction in that. To know that I am right where God wants me to be and I'm doing what he wants me to do. Okay, Jesus, this is what made him satisfied or he got his satisfaction from that. And we should get the same thing. See, this is what uh, surrendering your life Jesus is all about. Being what God wants you to be, being satisfied and knowing that, you know what, I'm where God wants me to be. I'm doing what he wants me to do. I'm yielding my life to him. Whatever he says, I'm going to do it because I surrender my life to him. And so Jesus got his nerve, his satisfaction from doing that. And so we should be saying, we should have the same mentality. You should be want that satisfaction. Say, you know what? I am doing what God wants me to do. And I am right where God wants me to be. And the question is, do you know that? And you can know that as you surrender your life to God. He'll begin to reveal to you what he wants you to do and what he wants you to be. So I also want to read, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but First uh, Corinthians chapter 13, you know, we call this the love chapter. And it says, starting with verse one, it says, if I speak in tongues of men, tongues of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging symbol. And if I have the prophecy, prophetic power and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith, as so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. It says love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoice in the truth. Love bears all things, believeth all things, hopes all things, endureth all things. Love never ends. So this is talking about, we're talking about tremendous selfishness. So this pretty much, this chapter sums up. I surrender all. The song, I surrender all. It really sums it up. Okay? So when you read about this love chapter, because what everything we do should be motivated by love. The love of God and the love of other people. So fear, distraction, and control can all boil down to a form of selfishness. Because we talked about that. We talked about surrendering to fear, surrendering to distraction, surrendering to control. Surrender your control, surrender your fear. Okay, all these things are forms of selfishness, okay? It is form of selfishness. And so this is what you have to surrender. We want to get out of selfishness and so we can make room for a giving spirit. So no, no matter how much we want to believe it's true, we always find ways to look out for ourselves. We always have the me principle. I have that. You have that. Everybody has that. No matter what you want to believe it or not, we always find ways to look for ourselves. If we really did live a, a life free of free free of fear, 
clear distractions and and out of control in Christ. If we if we if we really showed that, okay, living to show people love. What if we really did that? What if we really did live that life free of, you know, distractions, free of fear and free out of control? What if we really did that? What if regardless of our um, social status, race or background, we ran free, we ran free showing love, knowing not everyone is born into the same status, okay? Not everyone has the same ability. Not everyone has a great day, okay? And we truly walk in the country looking to make someone's day better. What if we thought about that regardless? Okay, not regarding our social status. What if we didn't focus on people's social status, their race, their background, you know what? What if we really focus on that? Imagine what kind of world we would have if we were focused on other people and not ourselves. Because everybody don't have the same ability. Everybody may not be having a great day like you are. Okay. Everybody might be doing, everybody's not on the same status, you know, financial status, uh, social status. Everybody's not on the same level. Okay. So everybody don't have the same background. So we need to consider those things and we all need to work on it. I know when I was really meditating and suddenly this really home for me because I need to do better in this area. I need to surrender selfishness and learn how to focus on others. Now I want to say this before, as I continue, um, we got to have balance in that because I don't want you to walk away so focused on others that we neglect ourselves. There has to be a balance in that because I've, I've made you that person who are very giving of yourself and very um, compassionate and help other people out, but you neglect yourself to the point maybe affect you health-wise or you get taken advantage of, okay? And so we don't want, we want to have balance to this thing. Okay, we don't want, we want to be less selfish, but we also want to make sure we take care of us also. Okay, so we have to have balance there. Okay, so uh, another thing to remember is that selfishness can also take the form of us not seeing our own shortcomings and only focus on what others do wrong or have done against us. So selfish can take on that. And I know I'm guilty of that. Okay. Looking at other people. Are you looking at other people's shortcomings, pointing their shortcomings out, focusing on what they do wrong or what they've done to you and maybe not taking ownership or maybe, maybe you played a part in the conflict. Okay, so we, we got to be careful. Selfish can take on that form. So we got to ask the Holy Spirit to help us to recognize when we are being selfish and to focus on other people so that we don't become so consumed with ourselves that we're not walking in the way God wants us to walk. Are you afraid of looking in the mirror and are quick? So, so we're afraid of, of looking in the mirror 
and are quick to point fingers because it makes us feel better about our feelings because everybody want to feel good. So what do we do? That's what selfish do. Selfishness says, you know what? I'm going to point the finger at you, make you feel bad to make myself feel better. Okay. That's what I'm going to do. Pointing the fingers at others. I'm say, I believe the world would be incredibly different if we quit pointing fingers at others and start pointing fingers at ourselves and constantly pushing ourselves to show love to others and remember that Jesus' love extends further and wider than our worldview usually allows us to. Okay. So Jesus' worldview is a whole lot wider and go a whole lot further than ours. So we got to be careful not to point fingers at other people, get in the habit of doing that. And like I said, once again, we're all guilty of that. But here's what we do. When we begin to surrender selfishness, now I so speak, look, help me to focus on other people and see their needs and help meet their needs versus me putting myself on the pedestal. Give me uh, empathy and sympathy to them so that I can help meet their needs. This is a prayer we need to pray. So, so let's try. We should be trying to make this world better, okay? And that starts with Jesus, okay? How do we do that? It starts with Jesus. Uh, it starts with Jesus. Remember his promises and walk into scriptures to help keep us motivated for things that are true and for purpose this is what we this is how we can surrender selfishness remember the promises of jesus okay and get in the word and find out what the word says so we can help be motivated by things that are true and has purpose matter of fact most importantly his purpose and then we got to take action on those things we got to live those things out this is what we have to do we got to live them out Okay, so surrender those things of our life that cloud the way we should see people and make room for things in our life that are important, like peace is important and purpose is important and love is important. These are the things as you surrender selfishness, you're going to make room for peace, for purpose, for love, for gentleness. I'm talking about the fruit of the spirit gentleness, meekness, coldness. We're going to make room for those things. And those things make up a giving spirit because while you're now, you're not focused on yourself, but you focus on other people. So, so let's surrender thinking of ourselves first. Let's surrender that. Ask God to help you to not just think about myself first but think about other people Let, let's surrender the things that cloud the way we see others maybe you're seeing people the wrong way what we should want to do is see people the way god sees them that should be your prayer that should be my prayer god help me to see people the way you want me to see them the way you see them and if i see them that way then i'm not going to be caught up and selfishness and just thinking of myself. So we, we when we surrender these things to God, we can make room 
for love and forgiveness in our lives. Because those two things are important. Love and forgiveness. We know God loves us and we know we are forgiven by him. You've been born again. You know, Jesus died for the sin of the world. So you are loved and you are forgiven. And what does he want us to do? He wants us to, because we know we are loved and we are forgiven, then we extend that love and forgiveness to other people. And that is the way we begin to surrender selfishness and take on this spirit of giving, giving to others. You know, we, most time we talk about giving, we're thinking about money. No, giving of yourself, giving of your time, your talent, giving of the love that God gave you so you express that love to other people. This is what we're talking about. And so I want to, got a couple more scriptures I want to read tonight, focus on tonight to explain, to help um, really exp uh, explain this message and really get this message across to you tonight. So we're going to look at Philippians chapter 2, verses 3. Okay. And it reads, says, do nothing from selfish ambitious or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. So notice what it says here, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit. Don't do it in a selfish way, in a conceited way. Because conceited, when you're talking about being conceited, there's people who only, like I said, once again, only think about themselves, think they're better than others. But it says, and do it in humility. In humility, count others more significant than yourselves. You got to count others more significant than yourself. But we live in a society, we've been trained to think about ourselves first. So once again, notice that the things of God go opposite of what the world. The world says think about yourself, but God says think about other people. The world says, you know what? Don't forgive anybody. Jesus says, forgive everybody. Just the opposite. So when we look at this word humility, humility can be defined in many ways. And one of which is the opposite, the absence of pride. So humility is the absence of pride. Okay. Typically pride is described as arrogance, but this is just one dimension of pride. Okay, so most time when we describe people um, as um, arrogant or being prideful, is they're arrogant or they're loud, they're rude or they're obnoxious, you know, very conceited, very high on themselves. And this is just one dimension of pride. Timidness is also pride, okay, because in its simplest form, pride in its simplest form is pride is self centeredness focus on you you in the center of the circle so you focus on you and a timid or shy person is very self-centered okay so i because the timid person is always concerned about themselves well, what about me you know what if i get hurt they're always so they shy they don't want to be around people because 
They're afraid of being hurt. They're afraid of trusting people. They don't want to take compliments because they don't really believe that the person is true when they compliment them. So very shy, very to themselves. So they're consumed with themselves. Sometimes we don't see being pride. We wouldn't call a person who is shy, um, who's timid, prideful, but they are. And so Paul gave the antidote for self-centeredness here. He said, esteeming others better than oneself. That's what Paul did. He says, hey, that's the antidote for something. Focus on other people. So he gave the answer. God gave the answer. So how do I get out of self-centeredness? How do I surrender self-centeredness? Well, start thinking about other people. Start doing for other people. Start asking God to help me to be a blessing to other people. Now, here's the thing. How can we esteem others better than ourselves in truth when really when we we really think we're better than others? Okay, so how can we how can we do that? How how can we esteem others better than ourselves when in truth we really think we're better than others? Because we live in a society that way. So some people Think about it. Some people are better athletes than others. Some are better business people than others. Um, some are better speakers than others. And so forth. We, you know, we see all around us that, in especially in sports, how, you know, this quarterback is better than this quarterback. I'm a sports person. So um, basketball, LeBron James is better than the average player and so and the world tends seems to push that nerve well you're better than that person and so and when somebody tells you that okay and you start to believe it and maybe you are well you begin to focus on maybe you begin to look down on, on other people who are not as good as you are in the area in that same area okay so you begin to look now so the question is how can we esteem others better when actually we live in a society that promotes you being better than other people and you need to look down on this person because you're better than them because you your skill set is better than them, and your talent level is better than theirs okay so first we need to recognize that our confidence does not make us better than others so your accomplishments Thank God for you being gifted in that area and all the things that you're a person with a lot of trophies or a lot of certificates, or maybe you're the person who in school who was very smart, had a high um, IQ. And thank God, because that came from God also. But your accomplishments does not make you better than others. There's a difference between what we do and who we are. I want you to pay attention to that. There's a difference between what you do and who you are. Better performance does not make better people. Because you may know somebody and you may see in on TV there are people who are very talented, but they're very arrogant. You know, they don't do well. Nobody likes them. Nobody wants to be a person with a lot of money, you know, can be very arrogant and think they're better than other people. But people's characters can be severely wanting even though their performance is good so we, we're not we when it comes to um 
esteeming others, you can't think that because you are more gifted in a certain area that you're better than them. What kind of character? Focus on your character. What kind of character do you have? Okay. Do you, are you taking on the trace of Christ? If you're a Christian, you should be Christ-like. And if you're not a Christian, I pray you become one today, accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. But just because you have good performance on me, you have good character. And, and this, a classic example is found in the Pharisees of Jesus' day. Uh, they did the right things, but they did them for the wrong reasons. Okay? In, inside, they were corrupt. Okay? They were very corrupt. And you can see that in, in Luke's uh, 6 and 7, excuse me, and also Matthew's 23 and 26. But our evaluation of others, it needs to change. I'm, I'm challenging you tonight. Change your evaluation of other people, okay, that are not of your race, that's not on your social status. Change your opinion, change your evaluation of people. Because we see in scripture, God judges on the inside, not the outside. And we can see that in Samuel, first Samuel, rather, 16 and 7. God looks on the heart. God don't look on the outside. That's how God judges people. And we need to take that same approach is to judge people as God lead us from the inside versus the outside. So we need to esteem others on the same basis from the inside, not the outside. So that's the first thing is, is we need to recognize that our comments don't make us better than others. That's the first thing. The second thing is to esteem others better than ourselves simply means to value them more than we value ourselves. Okay. And we need the Holy Spirit to do this. Because once again, by nature, we are selfish. Once again, you can't do this. Let me say, you can't do this without Jesus. It's impossible. It's impossible to live the Christian life without Jesus. You can't do it. And so the thing that I'm telling you tonight, we're talking about surrendering the selfishness to make room for giving spirit. You can't do this without Jesus. Okay, so you see this pray, okay, God I need your help doing this. The things that I'm speaking to you, the message that I'm giving you, you need Jesus to help you do this. Okay, so we need to value others more than we value ourselves. Now, now to some, I know you may be saying, well, this, this seems impossible. How can I do that? And you were surrounded all by selfishness. We see it on the TV. We see it everywhere. You know, in our families, and we like to say once again, we've partaken of it. We see it everywhere, but it's not impossible. The, the scripture says, that, "Is there anything too hard for God? Nothing too hard for Him. He can do this, but you have to let Him do it through you." Okay, but this this is what Jesus did because He's an example. Okay, well, He's an example, and and Paul used Jesus as a model. Okay. If you read the rest of that chapter, you go and read 5 through 11, he talks about how Jesus um, not became a man, okay? 
He took on form of man, humbled himself, died the death, death on the cross. Okay. He didn't esteem himself. Brother, he lowered himself to die for us. He was the example. Okay. And let me go ahead and read that because I want to make sure that we either let me go ahead and go to Philippians chapter 2. I'm going to be reading from the New Living Translation. And it says, we must have the same attitude that Christ had, okay? Though he was God, listen to this. He did not think of equality with God as some as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being when he appeared in human form. He humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal death on the cross. Therefore, God elevated him in a place of high of highest honor and gave him the name above other names, that in the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow in heaven and on earth and under earth, and every tongue declare that Christ Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's what he did. He took on the form of a servant, of a slave. He esteemed others more. He esteemed, matter of fact, let me make it more specific. He esteemed me and you above the honors that he had, being heaven. Stripped himself, came down to die for our sins so that we can be reconciled back to the Father. He was thinking of himself. And so we need to take on that same thing. So if Jesus was God in the flesh, could humble himself and value the good of others above his own welfare, then we should certainly be able to do the same thing. Okay? Because so how does it happen? It can happen when we die to self and live to God. That's what we have to do. You have to die to self and live to God. Die to self. Die to that selfishness. Says, you know, Lord, I don't want to be this way. And I know you can help me. I know you've equipped me. You've given me everything I need for this life and life to come. So I surrender selfishness today to make room for a giving spirit. Now, this ain't going to happen overnight. Let me tell you, as you begin to pray that prayer and begin to ask God to do this to you, this is not going to happen overnight. This is a process. I'm constantly praying, asking God to help me in the areas and I surrender my, as I continue. So you surrender. Let me say this. You surrender to God little by little. Little by little. Maybe a little bit more each day. Surrender to him. Little by little. This is this is. This is not a quick thing. This is a process as we, what most important, let me make this here. As you begin to renew your mind to the word of God, to renew your mind says, okay, each day I'm going to renew my mind to the word of God, to be, to be less selfish, surrender selfishness, and to be more giving. Okay. 
of myself and giving to God so I can be, as the Bible talking, be conformed to the image of Christ. Be more like him. And I'm guessing what the enemy is going to fight you every way. He's going to, as you begin to surrender, selfless, he's going to fight you. But what the scripture said, great is he that is in me and he's in the world. So that lets you know it can be accomplished if you surrender to God. So last scripture, I'm going to end on this scripture tonight. A very familiar, familiar passage of scripture. Um, Mark chapter 12, verses 30 and 31. And maybe you, some who have been in the church, you've heard this. If you haven't, listen to the Holy Spirit as he speaks to you. It says, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And with all your strength. And the second is this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. So notice this. What is it? Let me sum it up. It says love God and love people. Love God and love people. So when you surrender selfishness. You're going to make room for a giving spirit because why God, the God that we serve is a giver. What John 3, 16 says it all for God so loved the world, what that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him shall not perish, but shall have everlasting life. The God we serve is a giver. He thought about us. He surrendered his life on the cross for you and me. So he was the perfect example. He says, I did it. Now he has equipped us to be able to do that. But you have to surrender your, your life to him. You have to renew your mind to the word of God and begin to surrender and begin to intentionally think about other people. You wake up and say, okay, God, who can I help today? Who can I be a blessing to today? Not focus on me. I know I'm not having a great day, but you know what? I mean, you may not be having a great day, but you know what? You, you can change and say, you know what? From this day, this point forward, I'm going to be a blessing to somebody else. Or maybe you, God speaks to you and says, hey, this person is not having a great day, just go over and give them a hug or just compliment them. You know, if you're going, if you're going through the grocery line or wherever you are, maybe you're walking, you know, to your car, you see somebody, just greet them with a smile and says, hey, you look nice today. Maybe you like this, tell them how you like their outfit. You'd be amazed how far that'll go to help somebody. Maybe somebody that's really having a terrible day, but because of what you said. Okay. That made their day better. So that's my message for tonight. Surrender selfishness to make room for a giving spirit. Be more giving 
as you pray and ask God, help me to be more focused on other people than myself. Help me to get out of self-centeredness and be more like you. So let me pray for you. Father God, thank you. First God, we thank you for the opportunity to minister your people. I thank you for every ear that hears this word. We declare, we decree that selfishness will no longer be a struggle for us. That God, as we surrender to you, that we will be more loving to other people, that we become more like you, where you gave up yourself for us. And God, teach us how to be more giving, more caring, more focused on other people versus ourselves. We come against selfishness in our life, and we pray that those who receive this word will begin to focus on your will and what you call them to do that you would, they will love like you love and forgive like you said forgive. We take authority and we bind the enemy in those lives that are hearing this word. I pray God that they receive this word. I thank you for this word that's falling on good ground, that somebody's life is being changed, that they no longer desire to be selfish, but they desire to have a giving heart and a giving spirit and a, being a giving person so they may be a blessing and that they may show people who you are by the life they live. And I bless your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Once again, we thank you for uh, spending time with us on this weekend. Pray that the message has been a blessing to you. Once again, share with someone and let them know that Grace Faith Fellowship come on every Saturday night at 7 to share the word of God with you. Once again, thank you, and we'll see you again next week. Bye-bye.